Hello everyone, Chad Williams here from Inspire Fitness. Hope you're having a wonderful day so far. You are about to listen to my interview with a longtime friend, uh, recently connected. You know how it is, friends long time ago stayed connected through social media vaguely to keep up over the years, but this is our first chat in a while. Uh, and this is her story of her experience of fitness and health and kind of the ups and downs and extremes that she's had in her life. And like, you know, the few interviews I've done so far and the, the passion I have for this project, you'll really see how she's kind of gone through the ups and downs. She's had different variations of struggles and, and struggles on kind of both sides of the spectrum. So I'm super excited about the, you know, the story and journey that she's sharing that you're about to hear. I hope you get a ton of value from it. And uh, I and, and she would love to hear, you know, your thoughts and feedback in the end. Uh, as always, hopefully this inspires you to take some action. Uh, because that's kind of the whole goal of this thing is inspiring others to pursue their health and fitness goals. So without further ado, I'm going to jump into the recording I had with Chrissy and I hope you enjoy. When was the start of your story? As far as like a, a fitness journey, a fitness story, whatever it is for you, when do you think it started? Yeah, I think that fitness became a big part of my life when I was probably like 14 or 15 in junior high. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, that's when I got into the working out and um, yeah, just developed that passion for health and fitness when I was quite young. What happened at that time that got you started? Um, So at first it started out as a really healthy thing. I found it was like a a healthy outlet. Um, There's other things that teenagers can kind of get into. And for me, I just really enjoyed the always pushing myself and that feeling of getting stronger um I think for me unfortunately it did turn into an unhealthy place kind of between the ages of like 16 to 18 um it was just it was almost like an addiction for me and it wasn't about getting stronger it was just all about appearance and what I looked like and um that kind of thing it was always such a concern to me to be burning off more calories than I ate in a day and that kind of thing and so that led to a really negative um, mental space in terms of body image and also into a negative relationship with health and fitness as much as I still enjoyed it in some elements it um, it wasn't necessarily a mentally healthy place to be in terms of a relationship with it mm-hmm. um, yeah so it so started was, kind of as a good, fun, healthy thing, but as you got going, it it changed. Yes, exactly. Yeah. What um, do you think? Like, do you think there's anything that caused that that change? Like, where? What do you think made it kind of take that path? Um, I think it really did just become an addiction, to be honest. And I think that too. Like when I look back on it, it's people's initial reaction of like, oh, you look good. Oh, you're getting so strong. And that that almost became a purpose for me. And um, there's so much more to a person than what they look like. 2020 hindsight, I know that now. But um, (laughs) at that time, that was just like, yeah, I think that just fed into the the addiction of it and wanting to look good and wanting to appear a certain way. Um, And it was kind of in a way an easy eating disorder to hide because I would still eat socially and go out and be normal but it was just that addiction to exercise that was kind of the problem piece Mm -hmm. Uh, 
unfortunately, kind of after that, from the ages of like about 18, 19, I sort of found um, a healthy place with it for those couple of years, which was great. Um, but then once I kind of was diving more into college and university, I kind of took a swing to the other side and I'd actually gained a whole bunch of weight and it wasn't just the freshman 15, it was like the freshman 100. (laughs) (laughs) And so it was kind of bizarre for me because it was almost just like, uh, just an, I don't care about anything anymore. I'm going to eat what I want. And my metabolism was really kind of out of whack from how I had treated my body for the handful of years when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so I had gained a whole bunch of weight and um, that was, that was the next step of my journey was actually going completely other, completely the other direction with health and fitness. And, and yeah, and that was just kind of caused by stress, not sure what direction I wanted to go in my life in terms of a career, Um, just sort of the changes that happened in that early adulthood. And I just wasn't in the greatest place. And um, instead of fitness being my addiction, I think that it just readily switched to food being my Mm. addiction. So in, I just want to clarify in kind of the timeline there. So it, I mean, it started as something, you know, fun and exciting. You saw results, you got feedback, whatever. And that kind of took you to another level. And you you say it turned into more of an addiction. And I think you mentioned the words eating disorder. Was it purely just an exercise addiction? And it was all about kind of burning the calories? Or did you have, did you feel there was a eating factor in there too? Um, I think the, I can't remember the exact term for it, but it's called like exercise anorexia. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't medical term for it that I've read a number of years ago but um it it's essentially when you are obsessed about burning off more calories than you ate in a day so it's like if I consumed 1500 to 2000 calories in just a normal day I would have to burn off at least 2000 calories so whether that meant going for a two-hour run or going to where at like the gym for three or four hours whatever I had to do it didn't matter it was just that like that like um obsession with having to burn off those calories mm-hmm. so it kind of became well, I don't know if it was a se- obsession about like the numbers themselves or just like probably around the tracking to make sure you were yeah you know in yeah. the, the yeah. negative caloric range yeah yeah exactly and so um, before getting to the college years, did you say that it actually improved and you kind of got okay with it again? Yeah, yeah. I had a good couple of years about the age of 18, 19, where um, I had started college, but I wasn't really super stressed out about anything at that time. Um, I was kind of enjoying it and just sort of trying to find my path, but um yeah, at that point when I was 18, 19, I was just in a healthy place with still exercising, but nothing obsessive. And I think I had just kind of found my own path to that place. I knew that um, I, it was so, such a bizarre thing because I knew that what I was doing was not healthy, being mm-hmm. so obsessive and always wanting to be in the negative in terms of caloric intake. Um, and yeah, I was just sort of able to refine my own groove and um, just get back to to eating healthy and just sort of living a normal lifestyle, which was really great. 
Do you think there's anything like that allowed you to kind of get out of that? Like, was there, was there a moment? Was there maybe an external comment? Was there just a recognition? And I, I don't want to like put words in your mouth or, or make something yeah. up. It's more just to kind of dig deep. Cause I mean, in my experience over the years working with people, things like that, like what you're describing the place you were in can be extremely hard to get out of. Yeah. Um, I think it was the lack of energy was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have energy to do things with friends anymore. Um, I didn't have the energy to play sports anymore. Um, it was kind of just like in my heart, I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Like I had no energy for anything but exercise. And that wasn't really even fueling my soul. That was just like, I don't even know. Yeah. Um, so I think it was the recognition, the lack of energy and just, um, just wanting to, like I would see my peers and friends, um, just kind of living a normal lifestyle and doing fun things. And um, for myself, it was just, um, yeah, just kind of wanting to be in that normal state. I wanted to be able to go out for supper and not have to worry, how am I going to burn off these seven or 800 calories mm-hmm. just to go to enjoy? So like maybe I'm trying to think like you either you got burned out of it or like it just, you yeah. literally, I guess, literally got like, you know, fatigued or tired of, yeah. of being that way. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. Missing out on other joys in life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause I just find like, you know, like you said, from the beginning is, is like, yeah, you know, I was in this, this uh, compulsive exercise phase and then I just grew out of it. Well, you know, that's nice. And maybe that's the typical like before and after, but that's, this is where I like to dig in and say like, well, what is that? You know, what, what allowed you to change? And I guess you were able to at least have a a self-awareness, you know, or a recognition for on your own that it just wasn't the life you wanted anymore. It wasn't serving you anymore. Yeah, no, that's exactly, exactly it. So then, you know, to to then take it kind of into that next stage yeah. what you know getting into the college years getting into the freshman uh 100 if that's what it was <laughs> um you know what what kind of made that transition was it was it purely just you know the stress so much going on different life blah 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 or like was you know and i, I could be totally wrong but like was there any kind of you know, defiance to the old life of like, you know, fuck this now. Like I spent so much time being so strict. Like I'm just going all yeah, I, out. <laughs> all out. Like two extra large pizzas for dinner. Um, I That's impressive. That... <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I can do that. Um, I think that it for sure is like a subconscious defiance. Like it's, um, it was again like I think I think definitely like a part of me is has some type of an addictive element I think all humans do have a piece of them that can become addicted to something for sure totally. um, and just within my realm I think it was is, is and was food 
and exercise and that kind of thing. And um, yeah, so in the in my earlier years, it was just that control and that um, yeah, just that control of what I was eating. And then it kind of switched, and that was the addiction and fitness, and that was the addiction. And then contrasting in my early twenties, the addiction became food itself. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was just like f it, I don't care, and it was an easier way to relieve stress. I mean, it's, um, yeah, it was just, I mean, instead of going to the gym for two hours, I would just like binge eat whatever I was craving or whatever I wanted. And, um, I mean, the, the difficult thing with kind of being a binge eater and gaining the weight is just, um, how hard it was after, because it was just such a cycle where you would, you would eat and then you would just feel so guilty about it. Mm -hmm. And it was just such a vicious pattern that you wanted to break or I wanted to break, but for a good couple of years, I couldn't break. And it was, it, it was controlling me instead of me having the control of my eating and my exercise. The addiction was definitely controlling me in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then So that was a kind of a couple year phase. Yeah, that was about 20, 20 to 21, like the those full two years about. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, when I was 18 about, I was like 120 pounds and then um yeah, by the time I was 21 I was 207 pounds so in those two years I had gained almost 100 pounds and um just wasn't healthy mm-hmm. um was 120 I, the would you consider 120 the healthy weight or was that when you were on the other end of the spectrum when you that were... would have been kind of uh no that would have been me getting starting to get into my more healthy state yeah yeah it's like do you know what yeah. your lowest was my lowest was 96. Okay, yeah. So you were so, definitely yeah. coming back. I'm five, five. I've always been the same height since I've been like 13 or 14. I grew really fast when I was younger. Um, but yeah, 5'5", five, five, and I've been between 96 pounds and 207 pounds. So mm-hmm. um, that's kind of the range there from the unhealthy end on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, coming back to when I had gained weight, it was, um, I was probably about 180 pounds when I really wanted to try to start losing weight. And um, I just felt like I was like, I'm a young female woman. And like, well, I guess it doesn't matter what gender you are, but I was a young person. And um, at that point, I had actually started to really notice that people treated me differently. Like if I went to the grocery store or I went like just like out with friends or whatever. And if I asked somebody for, like if I was in the grocery store and I was like, Oh, could you please show me where the popcorn is or whatever? Yeah. When I'm a lighter weight, people would so happily help you or like walk you to where that item is in the store. And when I was bigger, it was like, Oh yeah, it's over there. And it was it's just like, it was kind of an interesting social experiment that I lived through. Totally. Um, but 
yeah, when I really started to feel that and feel like I was being treated differently, that's when I think I became more self-conscious about the weight that I had gained. And um, I did want to want to lose it when I was about 180 pounds. But um, yeah, I tried a handful of different diets that were just ones that did not work for me and had actually led to me gaining more weight because it was just restricting and then binge eating and yeah, just a continuation of the cycle. Mm -hmm. So at 180, you, you had like, was it like those things, I guess you were already saying like just either, you know, different social experiences, recognition of, you know, how you're being treated and maybe your own, you know, perspective of your own health, but at 180, you had at least a recognition to say, I want to do something. Yes. Yeah. But then it went another 27 pounds. Yes. And that was the diet cycling. Yeah. Restricting, yeah. binging back and forth type of thing. Exactly. Cause that part is like, I think extremely common. And, and this is, this is beautiful and amazing for me because like, it's exactly you know, the things you're saying is exactly what I kind of hope for or, or whatever, because like, even for myself, you know, I'm a coach and I have the education, you know, and I have experience of working with other people, but I've never had this experience that you're explaining right now. So even for yeah. me, I only have so many tools or so many stories or so many things I can kind of reference to help people. Whereas like this, I think is probably such a common experience or things that people, you know, go through. But it's not in the typical, you know, diet books. It's not in, you know, the typical before and after photos. And and it's, you know, the again, the meat and the the, the heart, the the in between that I'm I'm, you know, grateful to to hear and, and for you to share with. So Well, thanks for letting me share. Yes, no, and I, I wanna I wanna keep going here. So like yeah. I mean, and I guess, you know, the, the familiar part, or, or I think that I'm well aware of, and probably a lot of people are aware of, is like, you know, to go from the extreme you had when you were younger and like be, you know, working so hard to burn the calories and all that thing, to then go the opposite direction, I think is super common, you know, to, to say, screw that, you know, I've spent so much time being so restrictive, you know, where, you know, there is a part of it you like, but the other part is like hard and obsessive and controlling, like you said. Um, you know, to to swing the other way and, and gain weight is is definitely a common thing. And then I think you know this piece too of like within a period of time and you know recognizing at one eighty you want to make a change and still going another twenty seven pounds up. You know, yeah. After <laughs> you know, technically after the point of wanting to make a change and through, uh, if I'm understanding, trying to make a change, but kind of reliving yeah. probably that that swing or that cycle in, you know, shorter spouts, you know, instead of, you know, four year trend or, or a six year trend, I'm, sh I'm assuming this was in, you know, within one to two, three months or something like that, kind of going back and forth. Yeah, you've got it. So do you think there was the same experience there as like, you know, you, you, you probably had some success of like being able to, you know, force yourself and restrict and, and push yourself from the experience you had when you were younger. But then like, I assume like the swing and the, the F that and the whatever, you know, after yeah. the fact, cause it's just not probably enjoyable, I guess. Yeah. 
No, absolutely. And dieting is hard. Like, <laughs> yes, it's, it's so hard. It's, I mean, it, it really is. It's such a challenge. Like, and I think too, I had read this somewhere and it made a lot of sense. It's like, there's so many types of addictions, but food is an addiction that you have to feed it. You have to eat to sustain yourself. <laughs> yes. So it's like, that cigarettes, I can just, I, I don't have to feed that addiction. Once I make the choice to quit, it's not like I have one a day that could potentially re-trigger my whole addiction. True. Um, whereas it's, if you're trying to restrict yourself in eating because you're trying to lose weight, you still have to eat. Yeah. And so it's just being able to eat that amount, but still lose the weight. So it's like you have to feed that addiction a little bit, but you can't give into it. And so it takes a, I mean, it's very obvious, but it takes a lot of self-control, but it is, it is so hard. And I think that, um, when I had wanted to lose weight and then continued to gain weight, it was just, um, I hadn't found a balance. I, I think that I, I don't think at that point I had the true determination and the true heart to want to do it. It was more of an idea of wanting to do it, mm-hmm. not like full on, this is what I'm doing. Um, which again, in those times where it's like, you just want to eat a pizza and you can't have the whole pizza or you'll never lose weight. You just have to have one piece. It's like, that's really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't have that heart and that will and drive to full on want to lose that weight, when it comes to having one piece, it turned into, into the pizza really easily. So or whatever the food choice might be. That's just an example. For sure. But uh, yeah. And so I think that that's, that for me was the biggest reason of potentially um, why I had continued to gain weight was just, it wasn't a hundred percent dedication. There was still part of me that was, did not have the self control. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Which I think is, is huge and ultimately a, a key piece and, you know, where I think the value is in something I've seen is like, you know, we can, we can kind of recognize, like you recognize you were at 180. That's probably not a good thing. It'd be good to get back down, get control, whatever. It's like, it's like you, you know, that it'd be good to make a change, you know, or you want the change, but there's a huge difference between that. And like you're saying the, the commitment to change. Yeah. You know, and if you just kind of want it or it's a nice idea, it's, it is. It's fucking hard to really do what it takes to make yes. a change. So, so where I guess where are you at now? Well, I am, and it's such a healthy, great place mentally and physically, and I feel so blessed to be where I am um, for so many reasons. Um, so after I had started to lose weight, when I was at two hundred and seven pounds, and I just knew that I wanted to get healthy again. I was like just about 22 and there were so many things I wanted to do with my life that I physically could not do. And, um, again, just like seeing friends do cool things. And it's like, I'd love to do that, but I physically cannot. And, um, so that was kind of where I wanted to go the other direction and just really, find a healthy place in my life. It had been so long since I had been truly 
healthy. And um, yeah, so then I started to just kind of balance out what I was eating and being really mindful of what I was eating. I never restricted any food groups or anything like that. That was always just, I learned that led to binge eating and that kind of thing. So I just kind of portion controlled and ate lots of fruits and vegetables because I do really enjoy eating. So those were great foods that I could eat, especially vegetables. Um, And then once I had lost about 40 pounds, I was probably about 165. um, I kind of had the confidence to get back and go to the gym. Um, When I was still on the heavier side, I didn't have the confidence to go back to the gym, even though that probably would have been a healthy addition to what I was doing. I just, I didn't feel, I just, yeah, I felt too self-conscious to go. Um, so yeah, when I was about 165, I got back to going to the gym and then, um, maybe I was about 150, 155 and I thought, Oh, this, this is feeling good. It'd be cool to get back into running. I used to love running when I was a teenager. Um, so then I had just kind of did a couple laps around the track one day and kind of really enjoyed it. I thought, wow, this is so cool to be able to move my body in this capacity again. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And then that had gone to um, just turning into running like 5 or 10K and getting into that. And then um, about six years ago, I was I had just moved to Brooke and I was at the ATM and I was going to the bank and I saw a sign that was for a half marathon coming up in like a month. And so I saw that sign and I was like, I want to do that. That would be awesome. And then I thought, I know I can run 10K. And I was like, I could probably double that in a month. And I was determined to do it. And I did it. I wouldn't recommend anyone to have their one month because I was so broke. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So that was, but that set my soul on fire. And so um, I'll never forget that moment of just, wanting to do it and it was that level of commitment where it was like well I'm doing this and so after that I had spent the next year kind of registering and participating in a handful of half marathons and I just loved the feeling of working towards something and so I had asked one of my close friends um if she'd be interested in doing a full marathon so then um maybe it was four four years ago now um I did my first full marathon and then that year I had signed up and done a, a handful of them and um, a couple of ultra marathons, just the 50 kilometer ultra one. Wow. Um, but yeah, so that was really cool. And then a couple years back, I decided, I was like, oh, I kind of want to shake it up. I'm really enjoying running, but maybe I'd like road biking. And so um, I had gotten a road bike and then I completely fell in love with road biking. It was so fun to me. Um, and then I decided, well, Hey, I'll try, I'll try triathlon. And, um, anyway, so I kind of quickly got into triathlon. I did, um, one sprint and one Olympic the summer that I had got my bike. And then the following summer I had done my first Ironman and that was such a cool experience. And at the moment I'm training for my second Ironman. So, wow, yeah, and quite a journey and it's definitely a journey. <laughs> yeah. I think the coolest thing is, um, coming out of it and just being physically and mentally well and um, I think that within everything that I had experienced in terms of being underweight and being overweight 
the one thing that I learned was what we're capable of as humans and when we're determined what our possibilities are endless. And um, I've just really taken that element that I learned through my experiences into the Ironman training because it is, um, it's such a, a big task to do an Ironman. And um, just that knowing that I had um, gone from being addicted to exercise and kind of gotten myself healthy and then unfortunately was addicted to food and have been on that journey to get myself healthy again. And so that that feeling and that possibility of overcoming something and overcoming those obstacles is, is so powerful. It makes us so strong as, as humans. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, a hundred percent. And that's again, what I said from the beginning, I mean, these are the types of things that inspire me so much is like, you know, seeing and hearing of other people who have overcome, you know, all the things that they've overcome is is exactly that is like the possibility of you know knowing what we're capable of and it's like well if you can do that i mean (laughs) i want to have some of that too yeah you can do it too i can do it well i don't i don't want to do marathons that's not really my thing (laughs) you have to do what you do i think that's the biggest thing exactly like what's your drive and once you find your why it's crazy what we can do it's really cool well, the thing is so cool too with your your journey is you know is that even you know with with the you know quote unquote success you know or, or health success that you had initially when you were you know, obsessive about calories and you were fit and looking good and had compliments, uh, yeah. you know it was what well, one it was through and uh, I think you were saying in the gym right like through exercise in the gym. Yeah, you know, typical typical exercise format, but not necessarily in a yep. healthy way. And you know, now you've found I assume something almost completely, completely. Well, I mean, maybe not completely, but you know, a lot different. Where it's more about you know the the sport of marathons, triathlons, biking, things like that, and you know, a passion yep. for you know the movement, the physicality of your body. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. For sure, for sure. And so where are you at in the sense of, you know, your, you said, you know, physically, mentally, all those things in such a great place, but like compared to where you were obsessive before on both extremes, like where are you at now with your body, with your fitness, with your, you know, self-image, with whatever, like I'm, I'm going to take a jump and assume that, you know, maybe you're not as concerned about your weight or um, I assume you yeah. don't really count calories, things like that. Like just eat as much as you can. True, true, true. Um yeah, no, I think it's um I love having the an end goal. Like that keeps me so motivated. Um the end goal of doing the triathlon. And um so it's a very different mental place than it's like, I'm not going to the gym to burn calories. I'm not going to the gym to look good. I am training because I want to achieve the goal of completing this race or improving my time in this area. So it's just that um, kind of that competition against yourself. And in so many ways, it's um, it's it's empowering to me to be doing it and to be doing the triathlon because it is like, um, 
is kind of like it makes me feel stronger than when I was underweight and it makes me feel emotionally stronger than when I was overweight just to be like hey I'm doing this I overcame that and like this is me and just that sense of being proud of myself for how far I have come and um, I think for me I found triathlon is just a celebration of that and um, yeah I don't know if that makes sense it's kind of hard to put to work (laughs) no it totally makes sense (laughs) so i do you want to actually jump back a tiny bit like I did in terms of the the transitions earlier in your your journey? Like you had you had the recognition at 180 that you wanted to make a change. You tried to yeah. make some changes but didn't really have success. But you, you got to a peak of 207. And then I assume at that point there was something that changed to make you more committed to actually make a change to actually start eating the more fruits and vegetables to actually you know be serious about it like what 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 was it about 207 or what happened Uh, at that time or what really you know flipped the switch to decide to truly commit to it I think there were a couple of things well like yeah, definitely a couple of things. Um, again, as I had shared, like I, I just really came to realize I wasn't able to do a lot of the physical activities that had once brought me joy and um, even just like going for hikes and stuff. Like I would see other friends go and I was really self-conscious about going and didn't even, I wanted to go but didn't want to go because it was just, I knew that I wasn't able to keep up and that kind of thing. Um as well, just like simply clothes, like none of my clothes fit. And it was, I was always buying new clothes, bigger and bigger and bigger. And then um, I'd gone to buy shorts one day and it was like, I think I was a size 22. And it was like, I had the choice between two pairs of shorts in like the whole city. And for me, it was like, I didn't like either of those shorts, but you need, I needed something to wear. And I think for me, that was, um, a sign of just being really self-conscious, but also a sign of how unhealthy I have gotten. Um, I mean, bodies come in all shapes and sizes and I am so pro celebrating the body that you are in, but I think that we also have the responsibility to take care of our bodies that we're in. And, um, I wasn't doing that. And, um, I'd come to really realize that. And yeah, so I think just between not being able to participate in the activities that I wanted to and um, also just being like a, a young person and not being able to like get the cool clothes or fit into cool clothes and anything I put on, I just like hated what I looked like and that kind of thing. So I think like... I mean, from my perspective in (laughs) some form of summary, I guess, for myself is like, I mean, it sounds almost similar to, to what you had from the first obsession of just, you know, kind of getting to a point of being fed up, you know, being tired of it. Yeah. Yeah. There was enough, enough things, enough signs, enough stuff that frustrated you. Yeah. And I think, too, it's just that point where, you know, you're the only one that can that can take control of your life. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, whether that was being too skinny and not having energy or 
being too large and not having energy to not being confident to not being able to find clothes that you feel good in um, all of those day-to-day things Mm -hmm. that um, are so easy to take for granted uh, that just cause somebody who does have anxiety around food. It just, it, it's so difficult, those day-to-day things that we do take for granted or that, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, very similar situations of just being that fed up and, you know, I'm the only one that can take control of this. Nobody can lose weight for me. Nobody can exercise for me. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one that can do that. And yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, that's uh, an experience for a lot of people and and you know even like you were saying before and and with the experience of 180s you know you probably started to have the recognition of those things and they weren't exactly comfortable or it's not exactly happy with it and so you you know made some changes but it wasn't quite to the point of okay <laughs> you know enough is enough time to yeah. get serious here yeah. It was like half serious. It was mm-hmm. like waiting, waiting in the waters of serious. Yeah. But not quite. Yet. Yeah. And I think that's the toughest thing for a lot of people and why, you know, why we yo-yo, why we cycle so much is because in a way, I don't know if it's unfortunately or, or what, but, you know, we, we recognize some value in, in changing and trying to get a little bit healthier. But sadly, if we're, we're not fully at that enough enough, enough yeah. is enough phase you know sometimes it's not enough to truly you know change and potentially we yeah. just have some back and forth like you had absolutely i think to a part of being successful with losing weight for myself um was just really having a plan it's like when i want to eat what am i going to do instead um and also not keeping tons of treats and things in the house. If I'm going to have pizza, I'm going to go out for pizza and that's going to be something that I do socially. I'm not going to just sit there and eat pizza on my own kind of thing. So it was just kind of in losing the weight, um, just kind of having a plan of action and mm-hmm. being self-aware of my triggers and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then today that kind of transfers into with the training, it's like, if I wake up and I'm not in the mood to go for a 90 minute run or whatever I have on the go for that day, I have that commitment and that level of, even if you don't want to do it, you're going to go anyways because you'll feel better after Mm -hmm. you do it. And if I don't necessarily enjoy the 90 minute run and there's often workouts that I wouldn't necessarily say I use the word enjoy. (laughs) Yeah. And it's that feeling of feeling proud of yourself after that keeps me going. It's, it's feeling accomplished after every workout. It's it's all of those mini goals along the way that make the mm-hmm. end goal so exciting and so uh, motivating to work towards is just being proud of yourself every step of the way. Totally. Yeah. Which I think is a, a big transition point for, you know, kind of turning it into either just an activity or something I should do or, or even goal based and and what I consider when people can truly make the transition to 
you know, these things, whatever it is, a, a sport, uh, you know, just straight up gym and, and exercise kind of like I do is like when it becomes a lifestyle, it's, it's that point where it's not just about, you know, doing it when it feels good or, or when you want to, yeah. or when you have the motivation It's it's doing it anyways. And knowing that, yeah, sometimes it sucks. Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes you don't really want to be there, but yeah. You know, you know, it's part of you, it's part of your life. And that totally that sense of, you know, accomplishment and building, you know, kind of being proud of yourself for, for sticking to it, you know, to, yep. to making it happen. Absolutely. 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 Well, it's so great because I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy to hear all of this. I mean, I, we've, we haven't <laughs> talked in 10 years, but you know, through the, know. Through the so socials. Good. You know, of course, I've seen some things and I, I think I've seen, you know, through photos, some of your, your ups and downs. So it's so nice to kind of hear, hear a bit more and, and also know that you're in such a good place now. Thank you so much. So, so much. another, I guess, maybe the last element of this, and like I said, to, to be able to have this, you know, reach people and have people connect with it and and hopefully you know people that are in some similar phase within their own journey you know whether it's where it's where you started with the obsession of you know calories and things like that to to even your middle phase you know where you you swung the other way and had the freshman 100 <laughs> the the effort phase the you know the binge eating to overcome stress and whatever in your life to, you know, coming over that as well or overcoming that as well, you know, and getting back to a point of kind of health and fitness and, you know, happy mental state around this, like at whatever point, you know, if you imagine somebody in one of those phases, you know, that you were yeah. in or, in that point of struggling to, you know, get started or make a change or, you know, wherever they're at, like, you know, maybe, maybe just wanting to start their own transition from, from one phase to the next to get back in a position of health. Is there any piece of advice you could give someone based on your experience that you've personally had? I think a few that kind of connect together. Um, I think, just becoming really intentional about really reflecting on what is your big goal um, and why is that your big goal? But then having many goals along the way and maybe those mini goals are daily goals. Maybe your mini goal is a weekly goal. If let's say your goal was to lose 20 pounds, being proud of yourself, every two pounds along the way or um and also I think with that a huge piece is when things don't go as planned or when you don't stick to what you were hoping 100% not beating yourself up over it um just pick up where you were and just carry forward um because yeah, life is messy and we're all human and things come up and things change and things don't go as planned. So um, yeah, having that big goal, setting mini goals along the way and celebrating as you go and never, ever, ever beating yourself up if, um, if there's a hiccup along the road. Um, as well as really full-heartedly believing 
how worthy you are to have the life that you want. Um, whatever your goal is, for whatever reason, um, you are worth achieving that and that feeling of accomplishment as you go towards it and achieve that goal is, is just so powerful and so empowering and um, such a wonderful experience that I just, I hope that everybody knows how much they are capable of and how much they are worthy of. And um, yeah, always listen to that voice inside of your head that says I can Mm -hmm. and any other voices that come in, you just kind of got to kick to the sides kick to the side yeah yeah i love it (laughs) that's great thank you so much christina thank you chad so i am gonna uh basically uh turn this into a a podcast that i'll i'll share and put online uh i'll let you know when when that becomes available if you want to listen to it or or share it yourself um listen to all of the ones you've posted i'm excited yeah no and let me know let me know what you like or or don't like or or anything like that um if you know this reaches people that can can get some value out of it um and they have the inklings to want to reach out or connect with you would you be okay with that yeah absolutely a hundred percent nice so what's what's maybe ideal for that like instagram type of thing yeah, Instagram's maybe the best if that works for you or for them. If they don't have Instagram, I can give you my email address too. Sure. Well, what's your well, what's your Instagram? Your handle? It's Chrissy K R I S S I E underscore Rock Your Stride. Nice. So yeah, I'll put I'll put that in probably the description here, and then beyond that, I mean, people can either reach out there or even to me on this and. If need be, we can share your email, things like that. But yeah, I appreciate it. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you so much, Chad. No, thank you so much, Chrissy. Have an awesome rest of your week. Yes, you too. I'll let you know when this is live. And so, so good to catch up. All right. Perfect. Sounds great. Thank you so much. You too. Take care. Good night. You too. Bye. Bye bye. Hey guys, it's me again. So I really hope you got some nuggets and some value out of that episode. If you did, if you feel there's others that would also get some value out of this, we would really, really appreciate sharing it and passing on, passing it on. The whole point of this, like I said, is to inspire others. So the more people we can reach, I think the more people we can help. So however you're listening to this, feel free to hit the share button, like button, copy the link, paste it to your profile, whatever it is, send it in a message. We appreciate it, and I'm sure anyone you send it to will appreciate it as well. Thank you so much again for listening, and we'll talk to you in the next one.